0: Hello, Vinny. Hey, Richard, how are you? Oh, pretty good. Thank you for uh, accepting my invitation. No worries. Absolutely. So I just wanted to to first of all welcome you to the show, and um, the show is called Enter the Cypher. It's a podcast dedicated to digital assets, virtual currencies, blockchain technology, Mm -hmm. and the wider social implications having on our world. Um, I wanted to just give a shout out, like a quick intro for you, and then um, kind of proceed with the interview.
1: Okay.
0: All right. So um, Vinny Lingham is, is one of the most recognizable figures in cryptocurrency world, having started GIFT in 2012, which became a leading consumer platform accepting Bitcoin before selling it to First Data Corporation in 2014 and joining them thereafter as the SVP of product development to assist with post-acquisition transition. After very successful First Data IPO in 2015, Vinny stepped down to start his next company, Civic a blockchain-based identity platform that recently completed a $33 million token sale after raising $5.75 million in venture capital. CIVIC's goal is to bring mobile and digital democracy to the world by utilizing blockchain to give everyone a digital identity. Um, So just to begin, um, you know, this is an area of, of peculiar interest to me because I really see Identity as being so uh, such a catalyst in solving so many of the problems right now on the web, um, and with you know, without further ado, I kind of wanted to just get a basic intro from you. What is Civic?
1: Yeah, so I uh, think so. So Civic is a um, digital identity platform. Um, it's kind of a very broad statement, but what we're trying to do is take people's identity information, digitize it, put it on their mobile devices. And allow them to use it just about anywhere. So, you know, we see a future where you are using it at airports, you are using it um, to, um, you know, uh, to identify yourself uh, online when you're making a transaction, when you're logging into a website. So, you know, just creating a, a world where where the digital ID that's on your phone is not replicable and it's unique, and you can only only you can control it and use it. And it's we want to get to a point where it's more secure than. A physical document, and we think it's there already. So,
0: yeah, and and um, you know, I've, I'm along the same lines of thinking that the the web is really in in need of a a native uh, digital identity solution. Um, what do you think about the current, the way we currently do identity on the web? What do you think is is wrong about that?
1: Well, if you look at the first uh, first iteration of our products, really, which is now. Uh, which allows you to log into websites um, using, you know, effectively a, a, a peer-to-peer system. So when, when you go right now and you use a service like Facebook Connect, you log in, you, you're logging into Facebook, you're sharing your data with them, they're keeping your data on their servers. When you then use Facebook Connect to log into a different website, Facebook hands your information over to their website. They track that you've gone um, to it. And, and, you know, there's no little privacy involved, and, and they can only hand over the information that they've been given. It may not be verified, you know, so you you don't create a Facebook account with whatever name you want, but um, it's not verified. So what we've done is we've we've basically created a a platform where you verify your information. It sits on your phone, not on civic servers. We never see it. When you go to a website to use it, they can ver- verify using the blockchain that information is accurate and unchanged. And, and, and only you and the website know that you're logging in because they check the um, they're checking the private keys, or they're checking the signatures match the private keys on your device. So uh, we're moving to effectively a three-party system, which is currently the OWASP system, to a two-party system plus the blockchain, which is what Civic has produced um, and is live and functioning right
0: now. And so you, you mentioned... Um verifying. And I was really kind of curious about this process, um, because to me, um, the validation of identity and privacy are kind of a vexing topic for me philosophically. So how is it that you're able to actually validate and verify an identity that's not replicable without um, without actually seeing the user's data?
1: So we we... we... We use third-party providers to verify the information, but we don't store the data on our servers. So we do see it temporarily mm-hmm. um, when we we verifying it, but then we discard the information afterwards. That's that's okay. how we do
0: it. So it's a yeah. one-time validation, and then once that yes. validation is complete, then the data is is um, is wiped basically. Yep, exactly,
1: yeah, okay. exactly. And, and and that way we don't we're not storing everyone's data on our servers. And we we also have situations where. We may not even see the data to verify it. So, if a bank wants to partner with us and, and, and load up identities for their customers, we would just verify the information. And uh, in terms of the bank, says, so this is the information I have. And we would, we would enable the bank to put that information on the device, but we wouldn't even see the information. So, it's not, we don't always have to see it. So it's just in cases where we are the verifying authority.
0: Okay. So, what would inhibit me from creating duplicate identities?
1: Well, here's an example. If we, want, if, we take a, if we want to strengthen the ID that you have, we ask you to scan your driver's license and your passport, and then we ask you to do a selfie as well. And, the, and, and we're using pretty advanced uh, tech um, that's out there today to do facial recognition and match the selfies to the driver's license and passports, which get looked up against the, um, the, uh, the systems of records with the various DMVs, uh, et cetera. So, you know, the way you should look at this is that we um, – you know, we will do the, the best of our ability, we will try and verify that you are who you say you are, and someone tries to create the same account with the same social security number driver's license, it's going to conflict. So then we, okay. we know that it's a problem. We use, we use government identifiers when it comes to strong verification, and that's just because we live in countries, and countries need identifiers. And, for, you know, we're not trying to... The, the, the notion of self-sovereign identity is, is something which we take seriously, but we also think that if you want to live in society, you have to operate within the boundaries of society, if you're going to live on an island and up here, then you don't need to have any government attest to who you are. But while you live in a country, you kind of need it.
0: Yeah. No, I, I understand that point completely. Um, now, how did you really stumble on the idea for Civic?
1: Um, I, I think it wasn't uh, – we didn't stumble upon it. I think, we, we, you know, my co-founder and I set out to to start uh, what we thought is a, is a would be a game-changing company um, from the perspective that we wanted to build we want to build a, a platform for democracy. I call it. You know, we want to basically solve the problem of mobile, of voting, and this is before the you know, the two thousand and sixteen uh, elections. I mean, we, this is, we started coming two years ago. We always, I grew up in South Africa during apartheid. I always felt that democracy was kind of broken for obvious reasons, and the notion that you have to be standing in a voting booth, you know, ticking off a a voting. Um, uh, you know, ballot paper, which goes into a box, which then gets shipped to another location, which gets counted five times and then recounted. Again. It's kind of nuts, right? And so yeah. the blockchain is so the blockchain is so well suited to solving this problem that I just felt that uh, yeah, in the end, both thought I just believe that we can, The blockchain is very, very well suited to um, to solving this problem.
0: Yeah, I mean, I completely agree. I was I participated in um, in the 2016 elections, and I was I was in the state I'm in the state of California like yourself, and um, mm-hmm. I, um, you know, I was voting for Bernie Sanders, and I was given a, a provisional ballot, and I, you know, the whole time these kinds of thoughts were running through my head. We're like, why are we even voting like this? This makes no exactly. sense. So yeah, completely. Exactly. Completely agree there. Um,
1: so and so like, just to continue the story, so we started, we started with that in mind and then we realized that one of the problems we, don't, we have in the world right now is we don't have a unifying uh, platform for figuring this out. So, so there's no identity platform in the world today yes. um, that, that, is, that we can use for voting. And so therefore, you know, understandably, lawmakers and um, governments don't want to... That, you know, they just don't want to be using the digital mobile voting.
0: Yes, yeah, I agree. And I think one of the keys, um, you know, and it's interesting you named your product Civic Key because I think it, identity is the key to solving so many problems. Um, but what yeah. are the We
1: actually – that's a funny story. We actually tried to get the Civic handle on Twitter, and the mm-hmm. only thing we could get, we, you know, we, we, it was taken. So we actually just said, well, Civic – you know, the, exactly it, Civic Key – so the company still calls Civic just to sort of handle Civic Key, but people will call
0: it Civic Key. It's kind of funny. Oh, it's interesting. So what what are the the roadblocks that you see to, to to Civic really gaining adoption? I mean, at the end of the day, in order for Civic to become this universal identity platform, it's got to gain, you know, adoption. So what are what are the hurdles you see there? Yeah, so
1: I think what we're doing right now with Civic is, is pretty um, – it's pretty good. Uh, we've got lots of uh, news coming out soon about partnerships and stuff we're doing. So I think um, you know we're just focusing on making sure that the technology works, it's stable, and it gets adopted. Okay.
0: Yeah, and I and I you know um, just full disclosure, I'm a, I'm an investor in Civic, and that was one of the big factors that I chose to invest in Civic was I I did see how well uh, partnered you were. And um, I think that's going to be pivotal in, in gaining that kind of traction. Um, so what, what specific markets do you plan on targeting first? I know you kind of mentioned some kind of benign, um, mundane use cases like uh, dating sites and things of that nature. But what are, what are the kind of low-hanging fruit?
1: Well, I think, I think it's still in that area. I mean, if you look at dating sites um, – the amount of spam for—I mean, I had—I had, uh, I, uh, I had conversations with people from dating sites and people who work at dating sites, and I've you know, tested some of the apps out, and I've created fake profiles. and It's a joke. I mean, people who work at dating sites tell me that there's, you know, 25 to 40 percent of profiles are fake, but if they remove them, it destroys engagement. And I've heard this a number of times from a number of different people. And so basically, dating sites are in a situation right now where they put their members at risk. They—they uh, they perpetuate, you know. Um, uh, fake IDs and, 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 and you know, fake Facebook accounts being used. And, you know, there's no identity there. And so people, yep. you know, my, my mom uses dating sites, and she's had problems with dating sites as well, and guys trying to scam her, and, you know, it's it's a joke. And so yeah. I think we, we live in a world right now where we're just comfortable with anonymous accounts on every website that goes out there and on social networks, et cetera, and we don't know who the people are behind these. And this has been an age-old problem for the Internet, you know. You don't know if the person talking to the dogs or not. and right. so um, and so that, that's, a, I mean, that's a real problem we're trying to solve right now. We're trying to solve the problem of identifying who's at the other end of a keyboard or, 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 or device.
0: Yeah. And I, I really see identity and trust kind of go hand in hand. I mean, you cannot have one without the other. Uh, um, sure, and yeah, I mean, dating sites, I think is a perfect example. Like when I was younger, I used to, I used to use dating sites more, but not, as I get older, I find myself just you know, interacting in, in person, rather, because, like you said, their dating sites are just full of spam bots. So, yeah, absolutely. And yeah. so
1: this is, this, is the, this, is, this is a big, big problem. We're talking about hundreds of millions of people on, on these sites. And not just dating sites, social network sites. You've got, um, you know, uh, you get tons of fake LinkedIn accounts. Uh, uh, you know, Facebook accounts are fake. Like, all the social networks have got problems. Twitter's got a ton of problems with spam and trolls, et cetera. And we can solve that problem by just having people attach their IDs to these sites. But you can do it in such a way that it preserves privacy. So you can actually have anonymous IDs uh, attached, but it can only be one per person. So imagine a dating site where the rule is, okay, we're only going to have one account per person. I mean, so you, you can come in, we don't need to know who you are, but as long as you're using a civic ID, uh, you can only create one account. And if you get banned, that's your problem, but, but your privacy is still intact. Now, it would, that would be a very cool world because you wouldn't have people creating tons of like spam body accounts and, 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 you yeah, look, it's, it's utopian. Eventually we'll get there. We have to get adoption first, but that's, that's the world I want to live in where you, you kind of know that, you know, the quality is a lot higher than what it is today.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, you, you mentioned it's utopian and, you know, I think ideals really um, they'll never be fulfilled, but they give us a target to shoot for. And I think that's, exactly. that's awesome. Um, exactly. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of other identification initiatives out there. I know, like, Dubai is working on some stuff. Like, the government is very pro-blockchain, and uh, they're trying to get some, like, I think, passport-free travel going on. And there's some, like, there, you know, there's been talks between the UN and Ethereum devs and stuff. Like, how do you see Civic kind of working with these other identity, um, so, pot- potential identity solutions? Do you see yourself as a competitor? Do you self see yourself as um, somebody that's going to, you know, kind of cooperate or, or do joint initiatives? How, how do you see that kind of playing out as it gets more into, like, government domain areas? Yeah,
1: we, we don't see ourselves as competitors. We think that it's important that, um, you know, when it comes to what we're doing as a company, we want to make sure that, that, that we're inclusive of every other system out there. And so you, you don't need to have a... Um, uh, you don't need to have a. But we we want to be like the meta layer for identity, if it makes any sense.
0: Okay.
1: So so, so they, what what they, what that really means is that when I say the meta layer, it's 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 a situation where we can we can basically use the verifications of every other ID system and still get put it within the Civic ecosystem, so you can trust Civic to be the the, the company that verifies and validates that.
0: Yeah, and actually, I I did use Civic on um I'm um I'm actually a member of Bank to the Future, and I actually used the Civic ID on there, and it was very Great. smooth. Like the the yeah the experience with the user experience was awesome. Like it was like scan the QR code, your your ID is done, and I'm like wow, like that's how ID should be done. Like uploading yeah. your having to re-upload your documents, your identification documents is such a pain. You know yep. that I mean just that fact alone, reducing that friction, I think is huge. Um, yep. And, we think so, too. And, you know, you kind of touched on privacy. Um, we kind of discussed that. I had one really last question for you. When are we going to do the NBA or the ABA ICO? <laughs> ABA?
1: What's like
0: Well, you mentioned on Twitter we, we, you wanted to ICO a, a, an NBA team.
1: Oh NBA, NBA. Yeah, yeah. And I mentioned, NBA. I mentioned, hey, let's
0: just <laughs> let's not do a team. Let's do a whole league. Let's just bring back the ABA.
1: Yeah, I mean, let's let's see. <laughs> let's see. It's, <laughs> it's I think I think we have to get a little more traction before that becomes a to reality. Do
0: Yeah. No, I I agree. I was kind of jovial, but um, yeah. I mean, and, <laughs> and, and you know, I think I even in the ICO space itself. Right. I think Civic can bring a lot of accountability there. I think one of the issues with the ICOs right now that everybody's worried about is, you know, accountability. You know, everybody and their mom is doing an ICO now. But how do you bring about accountability? And, you know, at some point, I believe there's going to be a problem. You know, uh, Mm -hmm. I mean, just the... Uh, and I'm not trying to name names here, but yeah, some of the ICOs, like there was one that recently raised over 200 million that uh, shall remain nameless. But, <laughs> um, but you know, in, in in my mind, I'm you know I think of things like, and and not to say there's not a use case for that solution, but I'm like 200 million, like we have we're having this conversation about you know the FCC and small broadband companies and things like that couldn't that $200 million be used for something more practical and it's going to benefit people more immediately than something more abstract? You know, those are the kinds of things that I think about. Yeah.
1: No, I, I agree. I agree. Uh, I, think we're, I
0: think we're in for interesting times, that's for sure. Yeah. Well, look, Vinny, it, I didn't want to take up too much of your time, but it was a pleasure speaking with you, and I appreciate your time, and best of luck to you and the whole Civic team.
1: Thanks very much. It was a uh, really good time to you. Uh, I'm sure we will have lots of uh, fun conversations as well going forward. Absolutely.
0: All right. Take care.
1: Cool. Thanks for Cheers. Bye bye.